Luke chapter 2, some of the most familiar scripture in all of the Bible says this, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. We have been in a series of sermons called Hope is on the Way. It's been an Advent series, and now we get to a point this morning where hope has finally arrived. All of the things that had been prophesied by the prophets of old had now become fulfilled in the birth of a baby in Bethlehem, lying in a manger. Everything that the prophets had said that would happen, all was fulfilled, most of it was fulfilled here on this night in the way that God had planned it from the dawning of time. The host of angels come to tell the shepherds of the birth of this Lord, and we see that immediately they begin to praise God because the hope has come to the earth. The, the verse says here that, that glory to God in the highest. These angels are singing God's praises, but it's not anything new to these angels. They've been singing the praises of God ever since the creation. They lifted their voice at creation. Job tells us in Job 38 and 7. In Psalm 19, David said that the angels had seen the universe and declared its glory. These angels are doing what they were created to do they're praising God but they've never been able to even the creation of of all the universe paled in comparison to them and what they are seeing here happening in Bethlehem this event is the most special that they've ever been a part of this event is the height of all history 
fulfilled here in this moment. All of history has been pointing to this event, and now the angels get to declare to the shepherds that salvation has come to man in the form of a baby. We glorify Christ in our own lives by accepting him as our Savior. We see um, so many times in people's lives them glorify God. We hear testimonies of praise from other people, people who would say, I was lost in my sins, but God found me. I was living a life of no purpose, and Jesus gave me meaning. I was fearful of the future, but now I have peace. Heaven rejoices over one person coming to Christ. Jesus told us in Luke 15 and 7 that there is joyous celebration in heaven every time that someone comes to know Christ as their Savior. So the song of the angels here begins with the highest praise of God because hope has finally arrived. The hope that had been on the way for centuries has finally arrived. And the key to everything that they say here is this, that there is peace on earth to men on whom his favor rests. What kind of peace? What kind of peace are you looking for? There had not been peace on the earth since Genesis chapter 3. There had been no peace from, I always like to demonstrate it this way. This is the Bible, and here is, the, here is where there had been peace. There had been peace on this page, this one single page. From there unto here, there had been no peace. From the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, God had a plan in place to bring peace to this earth and to bring the hope of a Savior to this earth, and now it has come. Have you ever lived in a place where there was no peace? Peace means different things to different people. A soldier who's in a war zone, peace is something different to him than someone who is in a dispute among their family members. Peace means two different things to them. We had a lack of peace in our house when we had, had a child to be born. It had been just me, Bree, and the dog, and everything had been real peaceful. And then the Lord saw fit to give us a child who didn't sleep. And we came home from the hospital that first night, and we're lying there in bed, and all of a sudden Grayson begins to cry, and Bree pulls on my shirt and says, Where's that nurse that comes and gets him? I said, you're that nurse now, hon. And for 14 months, for 14 months, I don't want to discourage anyone from having children, but for 14 months, every night, Grayson cried. And for 14 months, Bree got up, and she took care of him, or if it was on a weekend, I got up and I took care of him. But there was no peace in our home there for 14 months. Matter of fact, the first night that he slept through, I got up that morning and I was frightened. I thought, oh dear Lord, somebody stole our baby. <laughs> but then there came that first night of peaceful, eight-hour uninterrupted sleep, and it was wonderful. For thousands of years, Man had lived in search of hope and peace. Men had come, men like Elijah, men like Isaac, men like Jeremiah had come and they had prophesied and they had said 
Someday there will be a Savior who comes to this earth and He will bring peace to this earth and He will bring hope to this earth. And when that happens, there will be great celebration and there will be joy in, in men and women's hearts because they know that through the birth of this child that hope can be found. And so there is peace. The peace that Jesus brings is a personal peace. It's a permanent peace. It's a peace between sinful people and a holy God. Because we live in a world where babies still cry, soldiers are still at war, and families still have disagreements. But no matter what else is happening, we know that we as individuals can have peace with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we are at peace with God, we're at peace with ourselves. It's remarkable how much that, that improves in being in a relationship with God. It improves our ability to be at peace with ourselves and to live a life where we can be fulfilled through the relationship with Jesus. I can remember the night that I became a Christian. I can remember lying my head on a pillow and going to sleep without any guilt, without any shame, without any fear of the future, because all of a sudden I had peace. It was a peace, Paul describes it as a peace that passes all understanding. And I can't, I, it would take me until New Year's to be able to try to explain to you the peace that I felt in my heart that night, but I just remember the only word to describe it is peace and hope for the future. God, is all, God offers us eternal peace in this relationship through Jesus Christ. He also offers us something just as important. He offers us peace from our past, peace in our present, and peace in our future. The angels said that we can have hope and peace from our past. The shame and embarrassment and guilt can be turned into peace. Here at Christmas time, a lot of people are sad. They have grief and they're lonely. But Jesus can take and turn that into peace. In Psalm 103, verse 12, it says, When we have found our peace with God, that our sins are as far as the east is from the west. In Isaiah chapter 118, it says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Our lives can be clean and we can have hope. And then we have peace in this present. And verse number 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Jesus says this in John 14, 27. He says, My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus says that in this life, if we deal with other men and we deal with other people, that they can offer us peace, but that peace can be broken. But he says here, Jesus is comforting his disciples. He says, I'm going away. But I'm giving you peace in your heart through the Holy Spirit that will come into your lives, and that peace can't be broken. There will always be troubles and trials in this life, but I can have peace through Jesus' words here. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And I always look at this in 1 John 4, 4. When I'm in a place of trouble and I'm in a place of tribulation, John said this, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And there's peace for our future. We worry about the future. 
Here's what worry about the future does. Worrying about the future robs me of the peace of the day. I've had to learn one of the great lessons that I've had to learn as a Christian, and it is I'm still learning it, is this. Is that in these time, in any time of trouble, trial, or tribulation, God knows the future. As a matter of fact, God is already there in the future. And guess what? As much as he is in control of this moment, he's also in control of that moment in the future. And he knows where I'm headed. He knows the outcome. And he gives me peace for my future. Until the return of Christ, there will be war. There will be poverty. There will be disease. There will be famine. There will be There'll be catastrophe. But someday, someday this baby in Luke chapter 2 will return as the Prince of Peace. And until then, we rest in his promise that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I want to share with you this morning that I have found that peace and I have found that hope. And I know that even in the midst of anything that I may be going through in this life, that God is in complete control. And in moments, to, in a few moments, we're going to come together and we're going to take the Lord's Supper and we're going to celebrate. Not only are we going to celebrate the birth of Christ this morning, but we're also going to celebrate the fact that we serve a risen Savior this morning. As we talked about last Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit who had the power to place a baby in the womb of Mary was the same Holy Spirit who had the power to resurrect Jesus on the third day of death and bring him to life and to also this morning be the same Holy Spirit who comes into our life and gives us the power of God to overcome this world. This morning, for just a few moments, Mike is going to come and he's going to lead us in a time of reflection and invitation and worship. And during that time before we go into the Lord's Supper, maybe you want to spend some time reflecting on what we're about to do. And you want to spend some time personally thanking the Lord for the peace that you have in your life, for the hope that you have of eternity. Or maybe during this time, you want to say, I need to know this peace and hope that you're talking about. I need to know Jesus Christ as my Savior. There would be no greater gift that you could receive this Christmas than to know that you have come and have eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be the greatest gift that you will ever receive at Christmas. I've had some awesome gifts given to me at Christmas when I was a boy. I've had pinball machines and bicycles and all I, everything short of a Ferris wheel at my house. But no greater gift than the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation and peace through knowing him. So this morning, as Micah leads us, maybe you want to spend some time and take care of these opportunities. But would you stand as he leads us this morning?